Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's the June 2009 edition of our monthly open reading, and we're happy to be here and inviting you to call in and read. It's an open reading. Anyone from anywhere in the entire world or even beyond, if possible, are welcome to call in and share your poetry with no content or style restrictions whatsoever. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. I take callers in the order that I receive them, and you get to go on the air, read your poem, and share a little bit about your local poetry community or whatever the heck we can figure out to talk about. I, yes, I said I earlier. I am Rick Lupert. I'm the, the guy who created the Poetry Superhighway. Um, that's who I am. If you need to know more, just go ahead, and go ahead and ask. You can ask me on the air. You can send me an instant message, Rick Poet. That's my AOL AIM iChat screen name I'm on right now, in case you're too embarrassed to call in. Um, also, if you're listening to the show, you probably saw that there's a chat room. You can click on uh, Start Chat or Chat Now or whatever it says on your end. I'm not sure. And there's a few people in there now listening to the show, and you can... You can talk amongst yourselves. You can comment on what you've just heard. All kinds of things you could do. Um, so here we are. Um, coming up, I wanted to mention before we get to our first caller, and we do have a bunch of callers on the air. It's going to be a good show. July 2nd, save the date. Actually, you don't really have to save that particular date because you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. But on that date, our summer poetry contest begins. This will be our 12th annual contest. We already have 60 prizes donated by a number of different sponsors, meaning that um, at least 60 people are going to get a prize regardless of what their poems score on the contest. Something unique we do every year in our contest, we give a prize to every single person who enters. Um, And of course, there are winners. We have judges, and uh, they will score the poems, and we do have winners who rise to the top, and they get special prizes, and of course, the the satisfaction of having won the contest. But even if you don't win, you will get a prize of interest to poets and writers. Could be a poetry book, could be a subscription to a poetry website or information source, um, uh, could be an editing service that a, uh, a poet is offering, it could be a, a classified ad on a poetry website or journal. Um, it's well worthwhile to enter. Um, and on July 2nd, you'll get a special notice about the uh, opening of our contest, and you can, you'll be able to at that time to see the entire list of prizes, etc. It's going to be an awesome contest. If you're interested in sponsoring, uh, just click on Sponsor the 2009 Contest from the uh, main Poetry Superhighway menu at PoetrySuperhighway.com. All the uh, info is there. There's a form you can fill out, and uh, which helps us out a lot in organizing all the stuff that comes in. And you're in, and that's it. In, ex- in exchange for being a sponsor, you get a free classified ad in the Poetry Superhighway classified section, which goes out to thousands of poets and writers every single week um, for the duration of the contest. So the contest is going to begin July 2nd, and um, uh, well, the <clears throat> entry deadline will be September 19th, but the classifieds will actually stay um, uh, online and go out in our newsletter through the middle of October, which is when the uh, the um, contest winners will be featured as Poets of the Week on Poetry Superhighway. Uh, also, uh, save, do save this date coming up um, on July 12th. That is uh, about two weeks after, week and a half, I guess, after the contest begins, right here in the Poetry Superhighway chat room, three weeks or so from tonight, or maybe four. And it may not even be tonight where you are, so I apologize. It's actually afternoon here. I've kind of lost my mind. But um, on July 12th at 2 p.m. Pacific, we'll be having a special chat room event where all three judges will be online and will be sharing their poetry as well as talking about what moves them poetically, what they look for when they're scoring your poems, uh, what, what they think makes a good poem, that kind of thing. And I think that um, if you're considering entering the contest, tuning into that particular event will behoove you uh, because you'll uh, basically be hearing the people who will be scoring your poetry um, talk about what they're looking for in your poems. So that's July 12th right here in the Poetry Superhighway chat room. All right, we're going to get to our first caller. We've got a lot of people 
Uh, just waiting to waiting to call in. Our first caller is from the 614 area code. Hello. Uh, hello, Rick. This is Nicole Nicholson from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Nicole. Welcome back Hi. to Poetry Superhighway Live. Well, thank you. Um, I've got one poem to read today, and uh, just a couple of um, – actually, one quick note. Uh, two, actually. I was a reader at the Columbus Arts Festival last Saturday on June the 6th. Um, the Arts Festival has been really just they, – they've had a poetry corner as far back as I can remember, and um, they do ask potential poets to audition, and it's anywhere between 70 to 100 poets that apply to even audition, and then out of that, then there's maybe two-thirds of that that they ask to audition, and then out of that they try to get 30 to 40 poets to read over the uh, three-day weekend event. And this is the first year I did it, and I got a chance to actually read at a festival, which I think is really cool. Uh, second thing, I'm actually featuring next Friday at uh, Writer's Block Poetry, which is a Cafe Kerouac. Um, it's near the campus area in Columbus, Ohio. And there's more details about um, when, where, how much, et cetera, on my blog, which is uh, ravenswingpoetry.com. Um, just wanted to highlight a couple things, and without further ado, I'll get on with my poem. Cool. Well, congratulations on uh, reading in the festival and on your uh, upcoming feature. So anyone in the, in the greater Columbus uh, uh, area can come and check you out. Definitely. This poem that I'm about to read, I, can't, I won't be able to read it at Friday's feature because the thing about the feature on Friday is it's Writer's Block Poetry's first draft night, and it's probably the most unique night of its kind, meaning there's no other night in the country that we know of that does this. It is all new, never-before-read-in-public poems only. You cannot read anything that you've read before in public. So if you're a feature or if you even come an open mic, it kind of challenges you or it may inspire you to just share your latest and greatest. And I'm honored that I was asked to be the feature there. But this next poem, you won't hear there, but you'll hear it now. Uh, during National Poetry Month, I tried to write one poem a day, and this came out of my attempt to do this. It's a mutating poem because I've been adding verses, subtracting verses, and it's never the same each time I read it because I come across a lot of people that inspire me, especially with our local uh, open mics in Columbus and even some great dead poets, some great living poets. So I may end up writing a verse for them and sticking it in the poem. So this is going to be probably forever mutating. And the title comes from a Sanskrit word that means wholeness or oneness. And I'll present it to you now. It's called Samadhi. I know you. I know that you recreate yourself every time that you put pen to paper, every time that you breathe into existence vast expanses of indigo, maroon, and aubergine above our heads, every time that you tell me about that girl buried somewhere in a kingdom by the sea, or you point your cold finger at your errant parents for baptizing you straight into hell with holy fire water and words like machetes into your heart, or you whisper into my ears about what happened when you took that other road. Every time that you assure me that you too are a fool reading the night and the dawn, searching the faces for unknown holy scripture, for whispered directions to point the way to lost paradise, and that you run away from a meaningless life as if you had robbed God on the subway at gunpoint and you hear his breath burning brimstone into your heels. Every time that Aum passes from your star-speaking lips, or that you tell me that somewhere a young girl wearing our two old faces is waiting to reconstruct her dead mother into words. Every time that you re-sing the songs of stubborn grasshoppers a point away to silent unused telescopes. Every time that you tell me of sand losing its name, stolen from New Orleans levees, transported to unknown Mediterranean Middle Eastern meridians and carrying bullets and fire in its bellies. Every time that you rise up splintered sticks and shards of Mother Earth's bone from her skin, 
painted in brown and green rainbows while souls sing dirges in a collective chorus calling out her ancient ache and modern lament. Every time that you pencil out the face of a pre-hemlock Socrates embracing rhythms with his feet, or the hate-frozen eyes of your grandfather, or the clasp-praying hands of your mother, and every time that you tell me that your veins are leaking, and we are all written in words, we are fractured prismatic faces of something beyond us, dipping into a river flowing in front of our faces and through our brains. There's a reason that the word samadhi exists. It is because we dip into the thing that we cannot name except for the words flowing from our pens and tongues. And it is not just us. Some put paint to canvas, dip their hands in the clay, sing their souls into microphones, call up gentle songs and tortured screams from keys, air, and strings, coax buried lotuses to bloom inside the hearts of those within the reach of their words and declare to us that they have a dream and that their dreams of liberty, love, and peace will not stay asleep. The truth is, every soul seeks paradise, reading for clues of its existence in every molecule bouncing off our skin and catching waves of inhale down our throats and lungs. But paradise is already here. And we hear Samadhi telling us to look in the mirror and read the strains of promise in our faces. And we look, and we look, and we create, and we recreate ourselves, hoping that someone else will read the maps within us and find their own way back home. Nicole, well done as always. Strong, strong reading. Um, I, I want to talk with you more about this concept of um, um, being a featured reader and only being able to share work that, that you haven't read in public before. I do a lot of featured readings here, and I know that would be a, a serious challenge for me. Um, um, but I've got a lot of callers on the air are ready to go right now, and I want to make sure to get to as many people as possible. So maybe we'll talk about that another time, but that is a fascinating challenge. Well, certainly will be. I know I'm trying to prepare for Friday as much as I can, and I have plenty of work to do it with. That's not that's not the problem. I think that just briefly, just real quick, I think the person that runs this night, uh, Joanna Schroeder, that was the whole point of doing the night. Number one, to do something kind of unique in the world of poetry, and number two, to kind of push people to share their newer work. Because a lot of times we file it away, we think, eh, you know, maybe it ain't ready, but then... When you share it in public, you never know. You may find out something will work. You'll add something. You don't know. So anyway. You, you may be right, Nicole. Um, thank you so much. Um, and maybe we can go in more in depth with that later. Um, um, thanks again for being our first caller today. Always good to hear your work, and good luck with your feature. Well, thank you. All right. Take it easy. That was uh, Nicole uh, Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio. Moving on to a caller from the 214 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. This is Dan Kasten. How are you? Hi, Dan. I'm doing good, thanks. Good. Where are you calling from again? Well, <laughs> I'm calling from Ohio, but my phone number is from Texas, so it's a little, it's a little strange. <laughs> well, I'm not an expert in identifying people's locations by their area code, so I wouldn't know the difference. But um, where, where in Ohio are, are you? Near, are you in the Columbus area? Or uh, no, I'm in the uh, in the Youngstown area in Poland, Ohio. Poland. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're not going to be able to go and check out Nicole's reading, I guess. Then. No, Columbus is about um, it's about a three-hour drive, I guess. Um, yeah, prob- probably not, but it's certainly of an interesting uh, would be interesting to do. It'd be nice if we could do something like that locally here. Since I've moved here, I haven't found a reliable or reliably meeting regular meeting uh, poetry group. So, uh, could be something that maybe I could start myself. Um, but uh, at, at this point, the time doesn't allow for it. So I'll participate when and where I can, and and it's good. It's all good. Cool. Well, um, you know, of course, that was going to be the first thing I say. Why don't you start something yourself? And that's that's generally how it's done, I guess. But um, <clears throat> when time permits, you will undoubtedly, and you'll report back to us. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, the piece that I have today is called the listening. 
and um, the uh, the work that I submitted to your uh, ebook download back on May 1st um, is basically a group of poems that I'm putting together to publish regarding um, a family member struggling with substance abuse. And this is um, another one in the series that um, wasn't ready on the May 1st publication date, but uh, is ready as of today. In fact, I published it today on uh, pathetic.org, my website there. And I uh, thought I would give it a read for you and your audience. Um, interesting thing about this particular poem is that I did it in one writing with no editing, just something that I frequently like to do, stream of consciousness, just to see um, what I get. And uh, the, it all started with the very last line, which is frequently uh, what I have in mind anyway when I start writing. And the line is actually from the Book of Common Prayer, which is something that I don't uh, typically read on a daily basis, seeing as I wasn't brought up Christian. Um, but it's part of the, uh, their burial rite and what is spoken, I believe, by the priests um, during, during a funeral. So I'll read the piece, and um, some of the folks that may be listening may actually know the last line as I read it, and they'll see how I um, used it in the course of this poem, if that's okay with you. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. This is called The Listening. Take measure of your office, the market economy of your raison de truck, gate crashing with coins in your eyes. Where is the peace and subterfuge from feeding wolves with the ghosts of those you sent away, of selling your only Jesus to extend the faded warmth of autumn, misinterpreting the red shift, singing jodies out of cadence, crafting self-destructing messages, which one of these will cause you to give up the coastline today? In the listening, there is a detachment from diagnostics, where within the probability of reasonableness, overt or implied, the mirror would sur surely suggest that advice be sought only from those whose deaths came with anonymity. Or you can dress it up in red, wielding an adult weapon with a child's capacity and searching for nightcrawlers to rule your mass. Because a forced performance is your signature brand, souls taken by deception and used for glue Taken in stride, as in the end of days, but even at the grave, we make our song. That's the listening. You still there? Hello? Dan, you still there? All right, I think, nope, you actually didn't lose me. Um, you did lose me for a short time, but I am back. I, I uh, Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. I pressed the wrong button on the uh, cell phone and um, disconnected myself. Um, not out of disgust, but um, mainly because I'm just an idiot. But um, uh, Dan, hopefully you're still listening. Um, let me tell you this. Um, I enjoyed your piece a lot. Two things that you said... Um, at the beginning of your poem resonated with me, uh, not per se about the content of the poem specifically, but um, about your process writing. One is that you um, often don't edit, and two is that you often have the last line of your poem in mind when you, uh, when you start the poem off. And um, that resonates with me because a lot of the way, first of all, I rarely edit my poetry. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of stream of thought. It's, it's, it's kind of observational. And um, when, you know, it's sort of an editing that happens as it goes down onto the page. So that particular process um, interests me a lot. Um, and and uh, I guess Allen Ginsberg said it best when he said, first thought, best thought. Um, and that's not the only way to do it, and sometimes I do edit, but, um, but often stuff doesn't get edited. <clears throat> edited. Um, and 
the other part, which is uh, which is interesting, is is you know knowing what that last line is. You know, my my stuff, and I say this not to tell you about me, but in case it resonates with anyone else as well. Um, you know, my stuff is kind of observational, so I, I might come up with one good line and think, wow, what a great way, to, what a great observation that I want to communicate to people. And really the whole poem is about just getting to that observation. And I find sometimes that when I, uh, when I do that, um, you know, I, I end up writing all this stuff that doesn't per se have any particular need to be in the poem uh, to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Um, it's, uh, I, I end up like writing all the stuff to try to get to this, what I perceive to be a great line, as it were, um, and then it turns out that um, the, uh, the great line, as it were, wasn't uh, <clears throat> what was really all that was necessary for the whole poem, and sometimes I'll, I'll just take that line and break it up into a, uh, into a haiku or, or something of that nature. Um, I'm kind of vamping a little bit here because um, <clears throat> my... Oh wait, it seems to be fixed now. No, my browser is frozen a little bit, so I can't um, put colors on there. So I'm loading up a different one, so I can um, uh, <clears throat> put colors on and off. This is great. Uh, first, I disconnect myself, and then my browser freezes. Um, this, I think, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be uh, go down in history as the best show ever. So congratulations, you're tuned in for it right now. Um, let's see, Dan, are you back? No, he's not. Okay, let's um, let's uh, let's go right now to a caller from the three six zero area code. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, I can hear you. Awesome. Uh, my name is Ryan McCluskey. I live Hi, in Seattle, Washington area, and um, recently I've uh, started a group that comes to my house every now and then that we read poetry together and just sort of give feedback on everybody's poems. And I'd like to read a poem that I wrote. Uh, this kind of is a little personal to me. My, It's a poem about my mother. And she recently, I guess, was given a diagnosis that she has either six months or two years to live. And so it's kind of tough, but I haven't had the best relationship with her for my life. But uh, this kind of about that, and this was written before I knew about her diagnosis, so. Uh, the face that you live isn't sacred. You've died a thousand times since I was born. I wash in the river of your love that I've lost. I'm asking you to mistakenly mis misplace your keys. Time isn't wisdom, not even chance. I birthed the sun, now what do you want from me? I'm tired. Here I am. I'm tired, scattered, inbred, asleep, alone, confused. Ryan, that's uh, that's nice. I um, it resonate that one resonates for me in a whole different way. In that you know my relationship with my mom is 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 not great either. Um, and she uh, well she she didn't haven't hasn't received a diagnosis, but I I you know. Uh, uh, can foresee coming into that kind of situation later in life, and I can understand, I, you know, to some extent the the emotions that that might might bring up. So, um, very brave sharing that on your uh, your first call into Poetry Superhighway Live. Thank you. Um, so, you you host something at your house every how how often do you do that? Uh, it used to be every Thursday night. Um, now it's every three Thursday nights, basically. <laughs> But like yeah. every third, or like every three weeks, or, or or you take a week off and you do it three in a row, right? Um, every three weeks. Usually, people aren't um, around to do it. Everybody's got different things they got to do, so right. uh, we miss some weeks and things like that. It actually hasn't been going on for a little bit. I'd like to start it up again, but I enjoy being able to, being able to get feedback on what I've written and being able to hear what people in my area are doing as well. And also having some sort of a um, community involved in in your poetry, I think that's awesome. No doubt. Are there are there other readings and things that in in public that you can go to if if you wanted to? In Seattle, yeah, there are. I guess there's open mics 
that I, I've never been to one, uh, but last I checked in The Stranger, which is a Seattle magazine, they were posting uh, ads for uh, open mic readings of poetry. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, it's um, it's con- this is your first time calling into the show, and and it sounds like you're doing some good stuff there. Call in again, and let's hear more of your work. Okay. Thank you. Cool. <clears throat> All right. That was um, Ryan calling from Seattle, Washington. Um, the number to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. A lot of callers uh, are uh, waiting to get on, so uh, we're going to move right on to a caller from the, let's see, 863 area code. Hello. Um, hello, Rick. Um, this is Noreen. Noreen Hi, Noreen. Jenkins. Hello. I did, as you just suggested, my husband couldn't do it. Yes, uh, couldn't do it because he he'd been sick last few days. But I got to go. But it was no, there was no poetry reading here in Lake Wells. But I got to go something different. It's called the Mid-Florida Scribes. And and they meet um, every second Saturday of each month, and it was well, hold yesterday. Hold on a second, Noreen. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, for, pe- for people who may not uh, may not know what we're talking about here, uh, you called in last month, and I right. I think I gave I, you and your husband both read a poem, and I right. I said that you guys should get out to a real live poetry reading and right. let us know and read your poetry and let us know how it goes. So you went to something. How did it go? Right. Um. It it, it was called Mid for Describes. And it went really great, and I enjoyed it, and I'm going to join, too, the second Saturday of each month and here in Lake Wells at Lake Wells Public Library. That's great. And you you got to read your poem in front of a bunch of people? Um, Yes. There's only about six others besides me, and I read t- t- uh, got to read two poems. And uh, That's great. And did, do you feel that people uh, enjoyed your work? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, wonderful. I'm glad you did that, and it sounds like you're going to be doing it more again. So, uh, right, I'll be, I'll be going every well Saturday. I mean, every month. Fantastic. So, mm-hmm. do you have a poem to read for us uh, today? Um, uh, yes, I do. It's called "When You Think of," and this is also in my book called "You'll Learn to Love Me." Okay, when you think of, when you wake up in the morning, lying beside your loving spouse. Think of the lonely ones who have no one to love. When you watch your baby grow up, playing, laughing, and crying, think of the ones who are childless and will never be parents. When you sit at the dinner table, eating a tasty and delicious meal, think of the ones who are homeless and the others who don't know when their next meal will be. When you come home after a day at work, a day at school, or a day of pleasure, Think of the ones who have no real home to go to. Shut the outdoors as their makeshift home. When you retire to bed at night in a warm, cozy bed with a fluffy, soft pillow, think of the ones who have no bed to lay their cold, weary bodies on at night. When you have problems galore and feeling sorry for yourself, think of the ones who are worse off than you. Then count your blessings. The end. That was it. <clears throat> well, um, well, good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And and again, congratulations right. on on finding a, uh, a a group of people to in person to read poetry to. Right. But we uh, we already love you, and we're we're happy to have mm-hmm. you as a regular on Poetry Superhighway Live. Okay. Thank you. And and I and, and I want to thank you for letting me come back a month. At, you know, come keep coming back, and I'm enjoying this, and it should uh it's, it's been fun and and. And I'm going to be uh, uh, keep coming on a regular basic. Well, you're more than welcome to. Okay, I'm um, thank you. All right, have a good day. Okay, and my website is okay. No, go ahead and tell your website. Oh, my website is www.freewebs.com backslash Noreen and Jenkins. Excellent. So check that out if you want. You want to hear more po- read more poetry from Noreen. Right. All right. Thanks again for for calling in, Noreen uh, Jenkins from Clearwater, Florida. Uh, clearly a regular uh, caller. Um, I I wanted to mention one other thing. Uh, not everyone's in the chat room. And uh, Ryan, you just read your your poem, and and uh, someone in the chat room said uh, that she really related to your poem and said the following: "Simply beautiful. My mom died a thousand times for me. I always feared losing her." So Ryan. 
in Seattle, Washington. That goes out to you from Lady Blue in the chat room. So there you go. Um, moving right along, the number to call in, I don't know, we've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, six callers on the switchboard, unless, of course, I accidentally turn off the phone again and walk out of the room. Uh, that, may be, that may happen someday, actually. Um, I may actually just put everyone on the air and leave and see what happens, you know, come back later and, and see what it is that, that was said in the name of Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, moving right along, um, our next caller is from the 862 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. Yeah. Rick, you there? <laughs> First of all, I wanted to say that uh, uh, the poems I've been hearing read are really terrific, and I'm a first-time caller, and I think um, the, what I'm hearing is really great. And uh, secondly, I wanted to say that the piece I'm about to read, Kyrie One, The End of Mother. Now, uh, what that is, the Kyrie is a form of the, in the Catholic Church where the priest uh, re, um basically addresses the people with a prayer and the people respond the congregation responds uh with the same line and it's it's a chant and response and i use that form the liturgical form in this piece and uh now uh, can you hear me i can hear you i'm wondering if before you go on you might tell us who you are and where you're calling from Oh, <laughs> yeah. My name is David Nevis. I'm from the uh, I'm from Newark, New Jersey, uh, which is 20 minutes from uh, the Big Apple. <laughs> I've, so, I've uh, gone in and, in and out of Newark many times. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes, the, it, it's uh, famous uh, in Gertrude Stein's work. Uh, there is no there there. <laughs> that's uh, that Oakland? Yeah, I think that's Oakland. Okay, uh, but I've used that about Newark. But anyway, well, I always uh, find the uh, I always find the uh, the IKEA comforting when the when the plane is taxiing. But uh, anyway, enough about that. Um, please go on. Okay, this piece is um, this piece is inspired by a uh, interview, one of the last interviews that Anthony Quinn gave on the Actors Studio, and he was asked. What is his? Uh, what was his favorite curse word? And he replied, "The other end of mother." <laughs> so here it is, Kyrie one, the end of mother. The man's a child, all wrapped in rage. He's at the end of mother, bleeds and dies a ripe young age, all at the end of mother. Another bite of another turd, or just at the end of mother. Mother's only half a word, the rest is the end of mother. Life's a whore who's but a guest. This half a word describes it best. I dare not use another. The exact sum total of my life is at the end of mother. I stomp and scream, fist to the sky, I'm at the end of mother. Too old to live, too young to die. Oh yes, the end of mother. Very nice. That was great. <laughs> I, uh, I may share that with my mother. Um, <laughs> well, I do have another piece, but that would well, impose you know, too much I'm, upon your time, so I'll wait till another have, time. I'm we sorry? We do have a lot of callers I want to get to, but to really quickly, just do you, do you participate in any, any poetry readings uh, locally? Uh, my health will not permit it. I'm, I'm virtually shut in here. I'm virtually well, you know in with all my health problems, but uh, I do participate in a lot of online stuff. So, cool. Um, well, we're certainly uh, certainly happy to, to have you here on Post Superhighway Live, and you should definitely call in in the future. We want to hear more of your work. That'd be great. I, I really I, I'm privileged to have read your uh, to have read your stuff and to be reading your stuff on this wonderful program. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, David from Newark, New Jersey, probably not far from the IKEA that I mentioned. Um, moving right along uh, to a caller from the, let's see, 760 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. This is uh, Brandon Semaw from Valley Center. Hey, Brandon. Welcome back. It's nice to be back. Boy, there's a, 
a lot of people out there in New Jersey, Ohio. It's great uh, just to have this community so so big. That's that's the whole purpose of it, you know. Uh, uh, worldwide po- open reading, exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. So yeah. Yeah, I got a chance to read in Tijuana last week at the cultural center there. So. Uh, uh, got to read with three poets from Mexico, so uh, it's a it's a wonderful uh, wonderful thing that the uh, internet's doing too. Uh, to uh, do that, do you think we'll get anybody from overseas today? You got any overseas prefixes waiting in the queue? It doesn't look like it, um, but uh, you never know. We did have a, a, a someone from Latin America two times ago, and we've we've had London a couple of times. Um, and during the um, when we did the, the poets virtual seder, we had a couple people from Israel calling in as well. So it's you know the time difference gets a little crazy when you get that far away, but they're certainly all welcome. Well, there's a, a big event coming up in, in Sonora, Hermosillo, Mexico, at the end of this month. It's called the the Hours of June, Horas de Junio, and they bring writers from all over. Latin America, Ecuador, Colombia, uh, Spain, and they they uh, they come there just oh a couple hundred miles south of the um, Arizona border, and that's a that's an exciting time. I'm going to be heading down there uh, next week for that event, uh, and uh, it's always exciting to hear the poets uh, from that hemisphere of the globe uh, give us some some of their uh, some of their words. And oh, that's that sounds the, great. It's related to uh, the, the piece I brought today, and this is called uh, Communion Crosses the Border, uh, which is an event uh, that we, we had. I think we might have talked about this before, where there used to be a park that, uh, uh, that former First Lady Pat Nixon had dedicated, uh, where people from Mexico and the United States would meet by the ocean, right where the, the border goes into the, into the ocean. And they would have poetry readings there, and that that park was destroyed um, about uh, three months ago. And there was a, a young man named Daniel Watman who tried to uh, block the destruction of the of the um, of that park. Uh, he's he's currently awaiting trial, and just this last week, his case was postponed uh, when it was discovered that he in fact had made a videotape of of his uh his act of civil disobedience and that uh that that was not known to the uh the, the federal prosecutor but in any case it was a interesting place for for poetry and now with the fence uh there there's they've moved it back so that people will not be able to talk through the fence and of course uh, spoken word poetry can't be done but there's a group that started doing poetry by sign language across the distance. Uh, but once the fence goes up, it's totally completed. Even that will be impossible to do. Um, but this is a poem called Communion Crosses the Border. And it's actually based on an event where the Border Patrol was deployed uh, to stop U.S. citizens from approaching the fence at the uh, what's called the Friendship Park or, or Plaza Amistad. At the most western edge of the United States, the border fence consists of train rails driven into the ground, driven into the sand, driven into the sea, and it's still not enough. We can't have a park where the blood of Jesus goes south, not north, but south in El Parque de Amnistad. It is this love that terrifies nations because it transcends their fences. We come to the border with our sins. We ask forgiveness, the sin of indifference to my neighbor's ways most heavy. In El Parque we lay it down, and the ground swallows it, deeper than footings of any wall, deeper than blood on any battlefield. Very nice, Brandon. I'm sorry to hear about the uh, the, the park no longer uh, offering that access between the poets. I thought that was a, just a fascinating way for... Uh, people to communicate, both both unfortunate that it had to be through a fence, um, but also sort of triumphant that that was, that, that people chose to do that. Um, and, 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 and I thought that your going to Tijuana would be a great follow-up to that, you know, crossing the fence, as it were, but uh, 
um, hearing that they're putting up this wall and making it impossible just is extraordinarily sad. It is. It's something that, I, that of course, we, we hope people will remember that the, uh, the, 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 the Plaza Amistad was where people would go across for, amongst other things, the bullfights, and it used to be open. And, and of course, the economic the disparity between the two countries and, and a number of other things makes that I- impossible. But the, uh, the notion of being able to speak, this is not just for poets. Families would go there, and there's a number of reasons why people can't get across. Some people have work permits, some people have student visas, some people don't. And so the park was a place where families would often go as well. And there's a number of reasons why people need to, need to speak freely to each other, even though, um, even though it might not be legal for them to cross the line. Still, the, the notion of, of communicating is important, especially for, for the poor that can't afford phones. Right. Yeah, it's very well. It is sad. Um, I'm gonna. We've got a bunch of callers and only about 20 minutes left, so I want to try to get to everyone else. But thanks for giving us an update on that, and as always, for calling in and, and sharing your work. And thanks for keeping the lines open, Rick. My pleasure. Uh, Brandon Sema calling from Valley Center, California, a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, let's see. We've got a caller from the 209, 206, 323 and 610 area codes in that order. I'm going to try to get to all of you in the time that we have left. Um, right now, hello, 209. Hey, Rick. Hey. Hey, it's AJ. Oh, AJ, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, my friend. It's going very good. Tell everyone where you're calling from, AJ. I am calling from Tracy, California. From where? From Tracy, California. Yes, it's where the 5 meets the 580. Well, that sounds like a destination. Indeed. It's a place that many people have been and uh, didn't even realize that they were there. (laughs) Well, I guess you've come to terms with it. Well, you know, here I am. So you, you um, AJ, uh, you're a first-time caller on Poetry Superhighway Live, but I should mention, uh, because of your familial, um, uh, hey, Rick, it's AJ, uh, I, I guess in the interest of full disclosure, disclosure, I should let everyone know that I know AJ because he um, is uh, uh, on and off again a regular at the uh, Cobalt Cafe poetry reading that I host here in Southern California. Um, I guess it's off again now because you're up in Tracy, which is not near Southern California. You still there? Wow, we seem to have lost him. I've, I've revealed too much about uh, AJ, and, and now he's gone away. We know his location, we know his name, we know where I know him from, and, and it's it was too much information, apparently. It's too bad. He's an interesting writer. Perhaps he'll call back in before the end of the show, and we'll, uh, we'll, hear, uh, we'll hear something from them. Moving along, then, to the... 206 area code, hello. Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, this is Bruce V. Blacken. Um, I'm in Seattle. Hello, Bruce. And, and you can hear me all right? I can. Bruce V. Bracken, you've, uh, I know you're, you, you, you have a poetry thing or something. Um, well, I have a poetry site. Um, yeah. And, I'm in, um, I, it's been, you've had it for many years because I recall uh, you adding the link some time ago and it just had a unique name or something, Bruce V. Bracken's... All-purpose poetry thing. It's, it's now just Bruce V. Bracken's spoken word artist. Um, my website is uh, bvbracken.com. But um, I have a new piece that I'd like to uh, debut on your show. Let's hear it. Well, um, okay, um... It's called uh, Trillion Dollar Check, subtitled Beloved Uncle's Fist. The next time Beloved Uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy a mansion. The TV sings a social hymn of red ink is the new black ink and the new regime is too big to jail. So the next time Beloved Uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy a mansion and decorate the walls with acorns. The next time Beloved Uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, 
I'm going to buy Las Vegas. PC's house dealers have a magnetic wheel, a mock deck, and a captive nation of gamblers. So the next time, beloved uncle, fist fucks me with a trillion-dollar check, I'm going to buy Las Vegas so I can feel clean and honest again. The next time, beloved uncle, fist fucks me with a trillion-dollar check, I'm going to buy a spaceship. Because the Johns don't like it when hordes show up your house interrogations in corporate jets. So the next time, beloved uncle, fist fucks me with a trillion-dollar check, I'm going to buy a spaceship and park it in the hot seat. The next time, beloved uncle, fist fucks me with a trillion-dollar check, I'm going to buy a Senate seat. I'll reupholster it with thumbtacks, joy buzz... Joy buzzers, leaky water balloons, metal straps. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy a Senate seat and throw it in Lake Michigan. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy the Koran, tear it into strap, strips, and make Mohammed Pinyakas for Palestinian children. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy the Koran and make paper mache. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy Cuba. I'll tie the Castro brothers to a spit and them over a bonfire, then let the revolution's children eat them for a change. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, I'm going to buy Cuba and turn the presidential palace into a strip mall. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check, he best make sure not to get blood on his hands, because I am infected with rage and he will never be cured of me. The next time, beloved uncle fist fucks me with a trillion dollar check. Just make sure not to get blood on his hands because there's a last time for everything. Okay. Um, Bruce, um, can I get your uncle's phone number? Uh, I think it has a 202 area code. Well, um, you should turn on your yeah. computer there for a second. You can listen to the show later. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, um, yeah. Um, I, I guess I should have given you a bit of a preamble. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's okay. But please turn off your computer speaker. We can hear it in the background. Um, and listen and listen on the phone. Um, the, uh, um, if you can't do that, I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to have to let you go because we can't, can't keep going like this. All right, Bruce. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I'm saying, can you please turn off your computer speaker so I can continue talking with you? Oh, that was somebody else. That was. Oh, okay. Um, well, first of all, that's probably one of my favorite poems ever. Thank um, you. Well, 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 well done. And I, I probably would would have the same shopping list of things to do if I got a trillion dollar check in in any method. <laughs> whatsoever. Um, there, there's some question in the chat room about um, the exact spelling of your website address. I'm wondering if you could spell it out for oh, people can well, check out B more. as in banana. Okay, B as in banana, V as in Victoria, B as in banana, R as in rabbit, A as in apple, C as in cat, K as in kitten, E as in elephant, N as in nancy.com. Um, I have, um, I just, rela- just released uh, my debut uh, spoken word CD, which is available as MP3 downloads on my site. I'm with uh, Snowcap. It's a service that offers um, artists um, free space to, you know, post MP sell MP3s. It's like the um, independent artists iTunes. Cool. Very cool. Well, um, we're, I'm going to check it out, and um, soon, I, you know, I definitely want you to uh, consider in the future. This isn't quite organized yet, but submitting a spoken word track or two to the um, to the Poetry Superhighway Spoken Word mm-hmm. Podcast, which is going to highlight um, two sp- spoken word tracks every uh, episode, and and go out to our whole email list and whoever subscribes right. to it. But it's that's just a plug for that. It doesn't exist yet, but keep it in mind. And definitely, Bruce, call back again. Love, love that piece a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just found out like about an hour before the end of the show, so I just, so I really didn't have time to prep. Yeah. Hey, so to no get from not checking my email. There, there, there was no no prep necessary. That was that was absolutely perfect what you did. And please call in again. All right. All right. I'll I'll um I'll uh, keep. A, Eye on your side to see when you're going to do this again. I want to let uh, uh, other people in the Seattle poetry community know about this. I'm a regular uh, performer at the Seattle Poetry Slam. 
Oh, fantastic. Um, cool. Well, I want to hear more about that next time you call in. I want to try to squeeze the other callers in before uh, we run okay, out of time. I'll, I'll let you go. All, All right. right. Thank, thank you, thank for, you for having that was, uh, you're welcome, uh, Bruce. That was Bruce uh, V. Bracken calling from Seattle, Washington. Check out his uh, uh, website, BV Bracken. That's B, V as in Victor, B, R, A, C, K, E, N, dot com, and hear more of his work. Uh, moving along from, uh, to, let's see, a local person, caller from the 323 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hello? 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 Yes, hello. Um, uh, this is Maria. My husband and I came down uh, to the Cobalt a couple of week, a couple of months ago, and uh, we really enjoyed. Uh, I did some reading, and I don't know if you remember us. And I do, uh, yeah, yeah. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Good, good. Um, um, I have a poem. It's called uh, "A Loving Touch," and it, uh, here it goes. Doctors ripping off insurance companies. Everything costs more, and you get less, and nothing lasts. Life doesn't always revolve around us. Get out of yourself, have a laugh, live in the moment, forget the past. I know where I've been, that part doesn't mean much. Don't know where I'm going, just need a loving touch. Listen to the universe when it speaks to you, it confirms what you do. And that's it. Very nice, short and sweet. Um, so I'm, uh, where, you live in LA somewhere, I'm guessing, based on the three two. Yeah, we live go. in West Hollywood. We came down a couple of months, and you had that girl. She was a guest speaker, and she was really good, and we were, uh, really enjoyed. Uh, we're going to come down again, but we've been out of town a lot. Right. Well, Canoga Park isn't isn't per se the center of Los Angeles. Uh, so I know. It was, it was really great. It was really great, and it was really great uh, coming down there. So we're going to definitely do, do, doing it again. Cool. Well, great. Glad to hear it, and thank you for calling in today. And thank you for having having me. Nope. No problem. That was uh, Marie calling from West Hollywood, California. Apparently, one of my groupies uh, showed up to the Cobalt with her husband, and and uh, now showed up to the Poetry Superhighway live show. Okay, moving along. Caller from the six one zero area code. Hello. Earth to six one zero. Are you there? Let me try it differently. 610, are you there? No 610, okay. Sorry 610, you had your chance. It's all over for you. Um, moving on, let's see. Caller from the uh, 209, is that you, AJ? It is. Welcome back. Thank you. We got cut off for whatever reason. I do not know what that reason would be. Um, I just know that... Neither do I. Let's not digress about it. <laughs> but it's all I can think about. I, uh, <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> all right, so I've got a poem to read, and then I've got something to plug, and, you know, here we go. Here's the poem. It's called uh, Confessions of the Sun of a Holocaust baby. It's a four-line poem. It's one stanza, as it were. It goes, If not Hitler, I'd not be here. Hooray for me. I'm so special. All right, that's the end of the poem. Well, I'm not going to get into interpreting that because I don't want to anger half the world, but, um, but thanks <laughs> for sharing it. Yeah, um, you know, that, I think you've, you've grasped the central aim of it, so thank you as well. Um, so you said you wanted to plug something. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the Bicycle Review is going up tomorrow, and uh, it's at... Uh, thebicycleview.weebly.com, and there's a lot of great writers on there, and uh, their stuff is beautiful, and I, I really think that everyone should check it out if they have the time. It's uh, bicyclereview.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y, is that right? Right. Um, dot com. Right. The bicycleview.weebly.com. Okay. Exactly. Oh, so there's a, there's a the at the beginning. The bicycle review. Right. 
Okay, and it's a new online publication. And if people want to submit, are there submission guidelines online, or, or you know, something that they can uh, the submission figure out? Guidelines, the submission guidelines are 15,000 words maximum, but we generally don't publish anything more than 5,000 words unless it's really exceptional. And if we publish more than that, then it goes in the stories archive, which is not the current issue. And what, um, how do people actually submit? You know, do they, is there an email that's on the website that they can check out or, or something like that? Absolutely. It's the bicycle review at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, AJ, I'm glad you got through. I got one more caller I want to squeeze in in the last few minutes of the show. But um, good luck with the new issue, and I hope a lot of people check it out. If you haven't already added a link on the Poetry Superhighway, um, click on Add Your Link here, and I'll make sure to get, a, get, get that up and then a plug for it in the next newsletter, too. All right. Well, thank you, Rick, and get to your next caller. All right. Um, that was uh, AJ calling from uh, Trafee, California, where the 5 and the 580 gloriously uh, collide into each other, a new hub of poetry here in Southern California. Check out his new uh, online publication, The Bicycle Review, thebicycleReview.weebly.com. Um, all right. I think we have the caller from the 610 area code back. Hello. Hi. This is Lady Blue. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Hi, Lady Blue. Where are you calling from, Lady I'm calling from Pennsylvania, Ardmore, Pennsylvania. And Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And you don't have much time, so, and, and Brandon had mentioned it was turning into a mother's thing, so I decided to do another poem that I call Summertime. You mentioned that in the uh, in the chat in the room. Chat room. Anyone, anyone who's <laughs> listening who might not be in the chat room, I might as well you know, be full disclosure, but go ahead. Okay, sure. it's called Summertime. How often I have watched scenes like these unfold. Multicolored flowers in fullest bloom proudly showcase their beauty to the heavens while the grass blankets the dirt with its green coat all boasting to the sun. Leaves swaying in the breeze, lovers holding hands, kissing and hugging in the park, folks lying on the grass, sitting on benches, listening to music, chatting on the phone, and just enjoying life outside under the heavens, accepting nature's hospitality in its simplest form. What a postcard afternoon. If only life could be this peaceful, we could be this loving all the time. No wars, no worries, abundance of love for and to all. Oh, I have watched scenes like these unfold year after year, wishing it would mean a new beginning a new era for love, peace, unity, and brotherhood. But all it means is it's summertime again. And that's the piece. Very nice. Um, very, very nice. Um, uh, of course, the, uh, the Gershwin tune pops into my head as soon as you started uh, with the title, etc. Um, <laughs> tell me something. Do you, do you uh, participate in readings in, in Ardmore or in, in the area? Yeah, well, they have... Um, stuff out here in Ardmore, but mostly in Philadelphia because I'm like across the street from Philadelphia. So most of them are in Philadelphia and then they have a lot out in media. I um I have a blog talk show that I do every third and fourth Saturday of the month too. And, um, you know, I just try to stay active in it. I started the show though for children, but more of my adult friends call in. So I'm trying to get it geared back to encouraging children to call in. Well, someone in the chat room just said it was worth listening just for that alone. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, tell me, um, tell me your uh, the, what's the address of your blog talk show so people can uh, tune okay. in if they want. That's um, www.blogtalkradios forward slash Lynn Blue, and that's every third and fourth Saturday of the month at 4 p.m. And my only stipulation is I, I don't allow any profanity. Cool. Well, that's it's good to have you because I do, and I can uh, you know send people to you in case they get offended. You know, um, but excellent. You know, I, I've only I've got less than sixty seconds left. So I'm okay. Gonna, well, I'll just put the other my my where you can get my poetry. I'll put that in the uh, chat room. And thank you. Thank you very much, um, Lady Blue. And you know, I go to Philadelphia a couple times a year, so maybe you can uh, give me uh, an insight on some readings there, and maybe we'll we'll check something out on the uh, on the uh, uh, next time we we get there. Okay. Um, so send me an email or something on that. That's uh, Lady Blue calling from Ardmore, Pennsylvania, across the street from Philadelphia, she says. So I want to thank everyone for calling in 
uh, Nicole and Dan from Ohio, Columbus and Poland, Ohio, Ryan from Seattle, um, uh, uh, Noreen from Lake Wells, Florida, David from Newark, uh, Brandon from Valley Center, AJ from Trafee, California, um, Bruce from Seattle, uh, Marie from West Hollywood, and of course, Lady Blue from uh, Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a really great afternoon. We'll be back next month. Stay tuned for our contest. Bye.